Welcome back. It's Corp Stats Wacky Wednesday edition here on the Mayo Media Net and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where we are making money. Yeah, how we do it, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. All righty, getting back on track here with the fastest show in MLB, absolutely anywhere. You know, you could take that one to the bank. How crazy was the news yesterday. That trade deadline left my belly really, really full. And it's not small, in case you haven't noticed. We're going to get to that in a little bit. So we're actually going to break routine. Not something I'm used to doing. But today, really, a special case. We're going to put off the advanced leaderboard for hitters for a day. And I'm going to run through every single transaction. I got my hands on a comprehensive list and we're just going to blow through it because I know I saw some trades that I didn't even realize happened. There were so many moves. All right, that's the second pillar of profit. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves putting the heart, cart before the horse, putting the heart before the course either. We don't want to do any of those things. Oh man, you know it. And that's live TV. How much fun is this show? Thanks again for everybody. The interactions, the feedback, the DMs on Twitter, follow me up on the Bluebird app at MLB Moving AVGO. We got articles coming out at the Athletic for baseball and football. I've been on VEASAN like crazy. We're even doing a football pod. If you haven't caught it, I feel like it's been really good. The responses also have been really cool. I had Ian Harditz on from PFF. I had Chris Meany on from everywhere. And then I streamed a best ball draft. Sounds like people are picking up what I'm putting down with the pigskin. And we may get this show picked up into... The fall, y'all. Woohoo! Not definite yet, but there may be a big announcement coming soon, of course. I'm super excited about that, but it all revolves around you. Rate, review, and subscribe because that stuff really matters and probably is the reason if this show does get picked up. Why? Because of you. Hey, ladies and gents, let's get into it. The three pillars of profit we're doing daily DFS, jock market, the crossover into total base props. And I know I got some people looking for some home run calls as well the home run model picking up steam as well we'll cover the fantasy transactions and then a couple of bets the day is really kind of crazy it's spread out throughout the day i generally like to pick plays late but i don't want to post losers because of the time so make sure you follow me on twitter and on patreon at mlb moving averages again you don't have to pay for anything it's all 100 free it just is a pretty good place to keep everything in one spot if you don't want to see you know my corny humor or bad dad jokes on social media all right let's get up into it with the eight three stack attacker we're running it back a baby give me those twinkies from minnesota going up against tyler anderson this surface stats not terrible 410 era one three whip but the xfip sierra and pcra all north of 4.9 or 5 where we want to be the problem has been his work to righties you know we've seen anderson kind of do the up and down between the minors and the bigs, and that has been his issue dealing with the vast majority of hitters. So the four-seamer, the cutter, and the change all have a worse than 500 X-slug year-to-date. That's going to be an issue, especially up against those boys from Minnesota, man. They are looking great lately, especially against lefties when they butter their bread Look at Jose Miranda. I can't get a gold star on my big nose. I was banging the drum for everyone to add him when he was being dropped universally because he was lighting up the leaderboards that we were mentioning. Now he's on every one of my teams, and these teams are doing awesome. The proof is in the pudding. I'm going to have to go get some screenshots. I'm telling you, my 
standings were all in the double digits. I was ready to hang it up and quit. And now all of these teams look like they could be competing to win it. All a testament to the hard work that we're doing, but also having to stay focused, not giving up. And every week, making the best decisions, really, you know, staying within yourself. And I think that's a lot of what we do here. Context, nuance, and application that goes beyond betting, but into fantasy and into jock market and daily play. Why I think a lot of the tools I put out work so well because we are trying to not just name the chess pieces but tell you where to put them on the board so let's get into Miranda he's been excellent as of late last 30 plate appearances against lefties 333 average 476 ISO 1173 OPS that middle number in my triple slash is ISO of course is an extra base hit rate really more important than anything probably when it comes to total base props got to be careful with that OPS, my boy, my new best friend, Joke, tweeted that was worst. It, what's the worst thing in baseball prop betting? It's a walk. Oh my goodness, it really is the worst. Ultimately frustrating. So keep that in mind. We're looking for ISO and we're looking for aggressive hitters, right? OPS can be spiked, floated by a very high walk rate, a very patient hitter. Not what we're looking for. We actually don't mind high K rates. It means our guy is getting out there and trying to get at it. So, again, just a bit more of the nuance and the context when we do the application here. Back to Miranda. Last 90 days against lefties, 17% barrel, 425x Woba. He's been doing the thing. And then Correa, again... Uh, as of late, I don't think this is. I don't think the OPS is crazy or anything. And again, a testament to us and how we kind of ignore these recency stats. You know, yeah, sometimes we're going to be quoting last seven, last fourteen, last twenty-one, but it's more a matter of health plus timing plus opportunity more so than me believing that a hit yesterday means a hit today. We're generally looking for underpinnings, and this is where Correa really does his thing against lefties. Last ninety days as well. 91% contact rate again, right? That's what we're looking for. We want lots and lots of contact. 15% barrel, vast majority of those blasts at a 450 expected Woba from Correa. So I think they're going to get to, and of course, I, okay, this is so funny. I'm going to have to tweet this again. I did it again. I said Anderson twice. It's Alexander, Tyler Alexander, the lefty for the Tigers. I have multiple tweets spanning several years now about how I've confused those two pitchers, and I can't believe I just did it again. This is not even the first time I've done it this season. I crossed their names on my pitching sheet, the first tool that will be out today. Hat tip to everybody that's been appreciating it, and there is a tutorial. Um, Excuse me just one quick second, please. Sorry, man, we're just getting ready to kick these colds. A little bit of sick going on. Now, so I'm so sorry. I wrote... Anderson, again, it's Alexander going up against the Twins. Don't look for Anderson on the Dodgers. My goodness, I swear. For somebody so very smart, I really can be so incredibly stupid. All right. <laughs> Next up, it's the Let's Go Mets go from New York City going up against Annabelle Sanchez. Yes, the year is 2022, and Annabelle Sanchez is still pitching. Well, while he's still pitching, let's go get him. 747 ERA 1-1. Four whip, 900 OPS. His deserved ERA is near six. His FIP is near seven. Wow. 10% came on his walk. Underpinned with an 8% swinging strike rate. A 22 CSW, 44 first strike, 91 in zone contact rate. Now, again, for the new listeners here, I keep saying nuance and context. You will hear me say that over and over because it is what matters in baseball. You know, <laughs> the understanding and betting of 
baseball. But I don't want to just be thought of as numbers throwing numbers throwing numbers that don't matter. These things really work together. We're reading them left to right because they matter. These are some of the lowest numbers you're going to see anywhere. Eight swinging strike, almost as low as she goes. 22 CSW and 44 first strike. Quite literally might be like the lowest in the league. So it means he doesn't get swinging strikes. He has trouble winning when behind. Low call strikes plus whiffs. He's not freezing anybody. Low first strike rate. He does fall behind. And then the in-zone contact rate over 91, meaning when he does go into the zone, contact is made. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, one more second, please. Sorry about that. Man, I got these tickles. I'm trying to kick them in. It's just not working lately. So, um, and back into Adam about how bad he is and why our work is so very effective because it's so detailed, right? No, none one of these stats should be acted upon on its own. It's when they work in accordance that then you can go after the hard hit rate. Then you can go after a bow rate. You don't want to just quote bow rate for a pitcher without knowing that the uh, you know the peripherals are there, right? That the, all the diagnostics kind of are underneath that. The indicators are flashing to let you know to go after it. Right, so again, not just stats, all of them being used together, kind of like a piece of a quilt tapestry, right? That's what I like to think of it as. That's why I use so many numbers, so I don't overreact, and you just kind of use them all, right? You just kind of paint with them. A lot of times for all the numbers I use, believe it or not, I believe my analysis is more art than science. First feather in the cap, and a good time to ask for that like button. Give us a cartoon finger, baby. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Please push like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That stuff really, really matters, and I do see you out there, the people supporting us. So once Annabelle Sanchez goes into the zone, what what happens? Well, you may have guessed it's pretty ugly for him. 49 fly ball, 40 hard hit, 95 miles an hour equals three home runs per nine. Righties year to date in particular having their way. 360 BA, 1067 OPS. The problem is the sinker and the fastball. That fastball bin, when you combine them, you get a 33 use, a one-third use of triple nickel X slug. So one-third of the balls coming in are fastballs. 555 expected slug average on the way out with only a 12% whiff rate. I mean, Washington is, this is one of the worst tank jobs we have ever seen. Let's go get them while they're going to give it to us, baby. Can need my boy, the big meat Pete, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. I got those MVP tickets ready for you. You know, we had those videos in the preseason. Last two weeks, 31 plate appearances against righties. 276, 310, 909 OPS with five extra base hits. He is killing fastballs and sinkers from righties. Again, nuance, context with the new kind of technology and abilities we have to split all this data, particularly when we're getting into data. Daily play, DFS, jock market, total bases. It matters. It absolutely matters. Hitters are good at certain things. You know, they have profiles. Some guys make the bigs because of their ability to hit a fastball. When they're up against hyper usage bad fastballs, guess what? That's when it happens. Alonso, not that he's bad, but I'm just trying to give you an idea. Against those two pitches year to date, 51 hard hit, 13 forget barrel, 13 blast, 405 X Woba, and 14 Shama Lama Ding Dongs. Man, my boy Pete doing work. Also, Frankie Lindor, last two weeks, 31 plate appearances as well against righties. Check out the triple slash. It's Straight up gaudy. 481, 407, 14, 51. Let's hold it up again. Remember, people, the new listeners, the middle number ISO, 407, means a 40 
0.7% extra base hit rate. In this case, it should take two to three at-bats if you're going to get four or five because, again, the Mets are on the road. Another piece of the calculus that really matters when you're betting these things. Why? Because we want the ninth frame in particular when we are favored. So there's probably another good spot to ask for a like, but I don't want to be greedy. So give us Alonzo. Give us Lindor's look excellent as well. He's killing fastballs and sinkers from righties. Also 19 barrel for five home runs. It's just awesome right now. Lindor doing the thing. So give us the Twins. Give us the Let's Go Mets Go. And then we're going to run it back one more time with the Friar Tucks. Give me Profar and Cronenworth going up against Chad, the cool cat. 459 ERA, 15 whip, 772. OPS, all that kind of bad, but not. Awful, the 1-5 whip generally where we can go after. The XFIP and Sierra north of 5. Again, those indicators, that's how I like to use them. When we're looking for validation, again, you never just see Sierra and go, go get them. We want to find out exactly what's going on. It's pretty bad. 16% K is too low. 10% walk is too high. 54 first strike rate is too low. 20% O-swing. I think maybe I wrote that wrong. That almost can't be paired with an 88% in-zone contact rate. And then some more bad math. 40 fly ball plus 43 hard hit is why Cool has those metrics that he does. And I want to get into something that a lot of times, because I actually heard someone say this, you know, you uh, what about the fact that he's on the road, right? I'm sorry, I got stubble up there. We're talking about a pitcher that's in cores half the time. Well, that hasn't really mattered for Cool just yet. He has a plus five ERA year-to-date on the road, and it's really been a tale of two seasons. So again, we're at the point in the season where we need to be looking for changes, whether it be velocity or pitch mix, and things that may have affected the trajectory to give us that other split. I know I, I always seem to be adding more and more work on the desk to do, but such is life in the big city. Also, part of why I do all these tools, I'm trying to do as much of the work as possible and then I put it out for you, the Cork Stats crew, where I start seeing green screens, new strategies, other thoughts, pushbacks, counters. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I wish I had more of a community to get some spitballing. The sky is the absolute limit for these tools right here if I just had a little bit more time or a little bit of help. So again, cool in a, in a lot of trouble. First five games of the year, 189 ERA, 0.82 whip. Whoa. And then what happened? We saw a dip in velocity. There's the trajectory change. Here it comes. Last 14 games started. 5.80 ERA, 1.77 whip, 1.6 home runs per nine in the sinker. Year to date, 40. Use 5.53 X luck and only 10% whiff. So you know I like to use triple slashes. That's my individual pitch triple slash. It's usage X-Log whiff rate to describe a pitch to the best of our ability, total times used, contact allowed, swing and miss. Remember, all these things work for all of these formats. I probably is a good point to stop just for a second. Every single name here is viable for DFS, no questions asked. Every single guy. DFS prices don't move with demand, part of maybe the advantage there. Jock market. These players are not all viable. I have it in the corner there, 555 share max. That's pretty much where I'm drawing the line. Anything below that, go get them. Don't even ask. You can even backfill into handed stacks with players at, let's say, four and a quarter or below. That's some really good jock market advice. And then for total base props, I really like to be on the road. I really like to be in the top third. I really like to get plus money. When I get all those things, you'll see me rolling them out. Though I have not really opened up the portfolio, and I think maybe I want to do that, right? If, again, more bets don't mean more risk, you could just 
have more plays, risk less, maybe let the probabilities take care of themselves. And if you hit enough plus money props, you'll end up in the black. All right, so the sinker is a major problem. Give me pro far, hit a ding dong yesterday. Last 30 days, 57 plate appearances, 309, 268, 934. And Jake the Snake, last 30 days, 61 plate appearances, 283, 226, 934 as well. So you're getting a minimum 280 BA and a minimum 23% extra base hit rate. Love those Padres today. Boom, that is the stack attack and the first pillar of a profit, baby. Woohoo! All right, this next one going to be a real blitz. Um, there is all, some more digestion to do. I'm going to try and just focus on the main. I don't know if I'll get to absolutely everybody, but I'll get to everybody that I've heard of. All right, everyone, strap up and strap in. Here comes the Cork Stats trade deadline comprehensive team by team report. Okay, so I'm going to go team by team with acquisitions. Not necessarily the trades. I don't. I, that is more may confuse us. So let's stick with team by team acquisitions down the block. Got myself a nice juicy list at the top. Atlanta Braves bring in Robbie Grossman right with Duvall out and Robbie Grossman everywhere. He's probably going to be awesome. The Braves just tend to do that. They have a great culture there. They have a very good hitting coach there. They're probably going to correct him. We've seen what he can do. Robbie Grossman, again, with no pressure on him, is probably going to be excellent. We know he runs. We know he steals. Also, Braves picked up Jake Odorizzi and Rysel Iglesias. Man, that was a kick in the nads for draft champions. Rysel Iglesias holders, what can you do if you didn't pair him with Tapera? You're going to catch the smackdown. I don't think Iglesias is going to be closing games. They may get a handful of saves, but I think Kenley Jansen is the man. They've not had an issue with that. We've also seen the Braves love those kind of impact lefties they sent to Will Smith the other way. So Braves stepping up. Odorizzi, he's not great, but he will eat innings for them. Baltimore acquires Brett Phillips and then some people I haven't really heard of. Maybe Brett Phillips will get some run. I don't really expect him to now that I think about it. Over to Boston. They acquire Eric Hosmer from the Padres to play first. Yikes, Boston kind of waving the white flag. They also sent Trip Vasquez. We'll get to that. The Cubs kind of quiet. Ben Brown, Saul Gonzalez. The Reds acquire Austin Romine. And a bunch of people I've never heard of. Spencer Steer, Steve Hijar, Christian Encarnacion, Victor Acosta. I know some of these guys are relevant, but I'm more of a redraft player. I just outsource my work to gentlemen like Eric Cross and James Anderson from Fangraphs and um, Rotowire, respectively. Let's see. Um, Houston brings in reliever Will Smith from the Braves. The Angels bring in Jesse Chavez, Tucker Davidson from the Braves, who I like. If it's he's probably a nice dynasty play, I'm sure I'll be drafting him in 50 round leagues next year. The Dodgers bring in Joey Gallo from my Yankees. Miami gets Jordan Groshans from the Blue Jays. I think he's a really nice prospect. I don't think you'll get anything this year. Milwaukee brings in Matt Bush, Trevor Rosenthal, Michael Fulmer, Jorge Lopez. Yeah, it'll probably take that much. Um, to fill that bullpen, though, I mean, Lopez, I shouldn't be joking around too much. He has been nothing probably short of excellent. I don't know how the saves are going to shake out there. We're going to have to watch. Minnesota has shown this. They don't mind kind of mixing it up. Tyler Molly, the big ad for Minnesota. Got to like them as a division favorite right now. I think that puts them over the top. We know Miley is good everywhere except for Cincinnati. The Mets bring in Michael Givens. I didn't even see that until just now from the Cubs, so forget him. 
as far as saves goes, they also get Darren Ruff. They brought in and sent J.D. Davis out. Must be a money thing. My Yankees, a little confusing. Brought in Harrison Bader, sent out Jordan Montgomery. When you need pitching in the playoffs, they must not like what they see from Montgomery against contenders. Harrison Bader's hurt right now with plantar fasciitis. We've seen bury a few careers. I don't know about this move, but I guess we'll see. Yankees smarter than me. Philadelphia brings in David Robertson to shore up the bullpen. He could be the closer. He probably will be. Also bring in Noah Syndergaard to get some impactful innings for the Phillies. I think he'll continue to be good. And Brandon Marsh. They've needed an outfielder. That's a big one. I know that one also slipped into my blind spot. We're doing some learning on the fly here as well. How are we doing on time? Okay, got to just hustle a bit. San Diego brings in Brandon Drury, Cam Gallagher, Josh Bell, Juan Soto, Jay Groom. No big deal. Just some of the best players in the game. You know, Brandon Drury, probably comeback player of the year. Juan Soto, possibly the best young hitter in a generation. And Josh Bell, one of the most understung power hitters in the game. You know, no big deal. Business as usual. San Diego Padres. Wow. I tweeted about this to tweet to, as soon as the rumors started to get legit and people I trust were saying it, I told you to bet on them to win the World Series just based on closing line value alone that that line would get cut at least in half and the big dude was right as usual. I bet it at 2200 the second I have a ticket that little lines with the tweet and now it's like plus 800 because I'm so very, very smart. Oh yeah, right, I wish. Over to the Mariners who bring in Matthew Boyd from the Giants. If he's healthy, he may, may get some innings. Jake Lamb from the Dodgers who I like as a platoon bat. Remember the... the uh, Seattle does like to mix and match. And then over to the Giants, made a bunch of moves, not really much impactful. Looks like they're kind of selling stinks. I thought they were going to go over that low 84.5 win total. They could. They're 500 right now, but I don't know. Team's doing crazy things. They bring in J.D. Davis for replacing Darren Ruff. Someone get the Spider-Man GIF. And then some other guys I don't think will impact this year. St. Louis brings in Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees. Toronto gets Anthony Bass, Zach Pop, Mitch White. Nice additions for the pitching side. Also, Whit Merrifield. Gotta love that play. Toronto offense is about to get better, which is kind of hard to imagine. And then Washington gets the likes of Luke Voigt, Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams in the big deal. Voigt's going to play every day. Probably be a beast down the stressed Washington home park. Plays up, throws righties. Mackenzie Gore, I don't know. It's been kind of tough. He's shown us flashes. Maybe he'll be okay. That's probably the biggest upside rotation in the league. And then Abrams, who we know can be good. I don't really know what to expect. I'm not much of a prospect guy. All right, well, that was absolutely everything and a bag of chips. All the moves from all 30 teams that made them via trade at the deadline, just plus a little kind of subsequent stuff. A couple bets to throw in there again. You know, this is like the universal baseball show, not anything like it anywhere. If you ask me, I almost wish there were. I'd probably get to do a little less work. All right, excuse me just a second, please. I'm very sorry about that. I know I, it bothers me when people hack and wheeze and cough and sneeze and stuff like that, but hey, I'm, I'm uh, under the weather a little bit. You got to see, I live in, a, actually, it's funny. People think of New York City and Brooklyn, concrete jungle. I actually live in a little kind of nook, buried away, Marine Park area where I don't have neighbors. I have a creek and a sunset across the street from me. Like, yeah, not what you'd expect. I should tweet that out one day. People just, I don't think they have the correct idea. But part of that, when you have allergies, especially all the weeds and stuff, oh my god, the wind blows, the window screens are getting covered in 
muck my car i can't keep it clean in the summertime it's constantly green oh my god if you know about that stuff then you know but that's part of like it i try in a flow days and blow it neti pop and whatever it ain't working all right enough of my nasal routine let's get into some financials baby baby if you notice i didn't even like toot the horn that everything we touched was gold yesterday we swept it a oh, big deal whoop the whoop i'm not about to you know complain how outcomes are stupid and when they finally go our way start celebrating although one thing i would like to point out and it's for my boy ideal male body and a couple of the other sharp cats out there that work off the model itself if you've noticed those f5 totals when they're at a run or better are really really strong those are very strong plays they're very very strong plays and i think i'm just going to go with them so i've gone from not betting totals at all because i thought they were kind of fugazi not being able to find an edge to i truly think we have an edge now in these i really they're all hitting i mean they're all hitting easily you know eight ten runs through five so just a hat tip there to the sharp followers again pointing out stuff again i don't pretend to be the smartest and i know everything and i don't want to hear from you people i'm better than anybody no i come from zero i literally come from nothing i'm a street urchin you know what i mean like i literally come from zero self-made self-taught with surrounding myself i should say by surrounding myself with positive people that are into the same kind of things that's a really good lesson hit the like button for that bad boy all right let's get into it i got a money line par lay here and then we'll get into the bottom two bets which kind of correlate okay so these are pretty easy they're both juiced up i did like both run lines so i know i'm gonna get that question it's minnesota and cleveland both going off early the reason i paired them is not just the plus money and not because i really don't like run line bets a lot of the PM bets are just not posted. These games are early into the PM people and listeners listening to this on the way home. I'm really sorry. Check me out on Twitter. I will post PM stuff. The boards are literally clear. They literally say, any, any, any. I'm not going to guess at them. It's just what it is. Books are understanding how we've taken advantage of them by betting early, particularly on F5 lines. So they're not posting them and they're even pulling back on nighttime stuff. Whatever, we can talk about that another day. But keep an eye on Minnesota plus Cleveland. So I do think they're both viable on the run line. But they were both like minus 120. And it's like, ah, why even pay the juice? I'd rather just look for the easy clears. So give me Minnesota and give me Cleveland. We do a pretty click. Click. Do it pretty quick. Ryan up against Tyler Alexander, who I mentioned up the open, and we know Ryan is kind of a stud, and the Detroit Tiger offense stinks. How's that for some detailed analysis? But really, Ryan really doing it right. They deserve the array down around three. First strike rate at 60. I mean, he... It's funny. I've heard people quote a fly ball rate being problematic, but not all fly balls are created equal. So yes, 55 fly ball rate does sound kind of panicky. Here's a 50 15.8% infield fly rate. That's crazy. Remember, not all fly balls created equal. Here's a 302 X Woba on the season, sub 350. Expected Woba on contact. Those numbers are just phenomenal. And again, the Detroit offense stinks. Minnesota crushes lefties. I think they get this one done easily. And then it's over to Cleetown. And my boy, where we got the Bieber fever going up against Tommy Henry, who I'm not really familiar with, but I was checking out the minor league stats again i have them on the picture sheet look for that in just a few minutes as soon as i hang up the microphone here 
383 ERA 134 whip for Henry in the minors. And I know my minor league stats are a bit limited, but the FIP and XFIP over 460, XFIP at 5.2, 10% walk rate, 23% line drive rate. Those are things that I do kind of look at coming up from the minors. The home run rate is down at 1, but the line drive rate and that XFIP a bit worrisome with only a 12% K minus walk in the minors. Cleveland offense starting to kick up as well. Looking really good. Last seven. Be careful with some of the surface stats, some of the underpinnings because they're not striking out. Top five in strikeout rate. Top five in swing strike rate. They don't double up. Leading the league in steals. Last 250 plate appearances. A lot of things you expect and near the top of the board in line drive rate. Cleveland not really killing as far as power, but it's Rosario. It's Jimenez. These guys are hitting line drives in the gap and then running around them bases. Okay. Give me Moni, Minnesota. Give me Cleveland. Pack them together. Hopefully we get two easy clears and we get plus money, really the most important thing. And then let's get the next one. I got an F5 play. And we're going to pack it with a total base prop. It's my boy Brady, wedding singer up against Lance Lynn. Singer has been excellent. 351 ERA, 113 whip, FIP, XFIP, and Sierra below 3-5. Love that. 26.6K, 6.1 walk equals. 20% K minus walk, that benchmark. CSW over 31. Loving that. Also, he's one of the lowest foul ball rates in the league. That's something that you look for in a breakout. Means on the peripherals, on those edges, he's winning. Brady Singer loving what I'm seeing. Extremely tough on righties. They have a 629 OPS on the year. We know the White Sox are heavy right-handed. Over to Lance Lynn, 6-4 ERA on the season, a bit worrisome. The entire arsenal down at least a mile and a half. Lefties have been killing him this year. 320 BA, 560 slug. Fastball and the sinker, 50 use together, plus 600 X slug combined. Last 30 days, um, it's been really, really rough for Lynn. So I'm looking at my dude Melendez. So that's the other bet. So Give me, let's stop, spin the bowl, give me Singer, F5, plus 125, KC in the race to 15 outs. I like Singer over Lynn. So let's put one chip on KC, F5, ML, plus 125, and it's going to be on the back of MJ Melendez, who I've been loving. He has been leading off, which has been odd again uh, from time to time. So I'm sorry, I know I'm I'm scared. Uh, skipping right here. I'm starting because I think I'm actually afraid that I made a little bit of a mistake with the handedness. I just really want to make sure that I had that right. But I know he has let off at points, and we're always kind of looking at that. Yeah, I did make a mistake. He is not leading off against righties, he's leading off against lefties. I'm probably going to scratch that. I feel like such a mamaluka right now. As like I said, as I was verbalizing, I realized that I crossed up the twins and the Royals, so I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, it still may hit, but if he's going to bat seventh instead of first, then that's a mistake that we don't want to make. Man, again, here I am taking L's in real time, like such a stagats. Oh my god, I feel like such a moron right now. But whatever, forgive me. Hopefully, you will. Um, yeah, he's batting. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh my god, double, double reverse. What a fat idiot. I cannot go back and record 30 minutes again. Beg Matt to cut out anything. I usually prod myself on being able to do this stuff in one spin. I am a moron. Melendez, the lefty that I mentioned, I clipped out some of my notes. Leads off against righties. Mr. Best and all of the fine ladies and gentlemen out there in the media net community, I'm very, very sorry that I panicked you and 
Now we're back. We're back to even keel. MJ Melendez bats first against righties. He's going off at plus money. And gosh, that was the worst analysis I've ever done. His last 30 days, 71 plate appearances against righties. 274, 299, 31, and 9. Extra base hits. Again, remember Lynn pushing the fastball and the sinker to the four. Melendez against fastballs and sinkers from righties year to date. Back on track. 55 hard hit, 14 barrel, 414 expected Woba. Give me Melendez plus 110 over one and a half total bases for just the absolute worst analysis I've ever done in my life. I, I'll tell you what happened. I, I only had two stacks at first and I felt like I gypped you. So I ran to force the Minnesota one in and that's when I started shifting around notes because they were hitting first. I wanted to get my notes up to the top and I ended up splitting them and again, enough apologizing. You know, that's what we'll do. It. So let's just recap really briefly. We want Minnesota and Cleveland. money line, pack them together plus 110. That game's early. KC, F5 money line plus 125. And MJ Melendez, who will be leading off as a left-handed hitter against the righty at plus 110 for the total base prop show. Get me on Twitter. Please rate, review, and comment. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. That is where it's at, in particular with football season coming up. We're going to try and click up, make some money in baseball, because then we are just going to clear the board in football, doing the things we do. I'm telling you, the work that we do as it applies to football and Jock Market is awesome. And then we're going to roll it into some DraftKings DFSs all the way. You know how I rock and roll when it comes to football. I have not put out public content yet. yet. I've been working on my own. It's going to be hot and heavy. Keep an eye for the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets show. Sorry the show ran so long, but I fell flat on my fat face. These things happen. Just another L on the forehead. L for love, everybody. Thanks for picking up. We're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Check me out on Twitter, Patreon, all that stuff. We'll see you soon. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like fuck, man. Yo, Matt, I'm sorry. Peace. (laughs)